Good morning. I'm Joan Hogan, and I'd like to welcome all of you to the Prairie Doc Radio Program. Rick Holm, our Prairie Doc, is here with me, ready to answer your questions of a medical nature. Dr. Holm's specialty is internal medicine. He's worked with the Avira Medical Group Brookings, which is now one of the top 15 in the country. Did you read that? The Avira Hospital System or the Avira Medical System. Top 15 medical systems in the country. Just amazing. And he's also served as a clinical professor at the University of South Dakota Sanford School of Medicine. Good morning, Dr. Holm. Good morning, Joan Hogan. Quite a plus for South Dakota and for Avira. Well, you know, I, to be ranked I, that highly, it's yeah. fantastic. Well, that's very nice. And, very uh, happy for him. You know, that, they're a class act, there's no question about it. Uh, and uh, every time you go to one of the, one of the Avera Central meetings, uh, it starts with a prayer. And, uh, you know, it's, it, it, nice. it's uh, instead of the business ethic, there's a social, I mean, they, it was a purpose to, uh, to do right by people. And so I think that's, and I sensed that right across the board, every step of the way, this is a, um, a God-centered program. Yes. How's that? That's a nice way to put it. Yeah. So. Well, we're here today. I, I told Bob I wore a bright yellow because I'm tired of how dull it is outside. <laughs> it's, it's horrible oh. out. We want some sunshine. I hear we might get a little tomorrow. But it's Ugh. just not been the best Oof, spring stuff. for us at all. No. This is May 1st. Yes. Right? May 1st. You know what? It was my dad's birthday. Oh, it was. He would be a May Day uh, 103. Wow. So he... He passed away at 76 from uh, cancer. And so uh, w- it was a t- tre- tremendous loss for me because he was a kind and gentle man. Um, although uh, at the other side of the coin, he was also a army sergeant during World War II. I mean, and he was a sergeant pretty much all the way through. I mean, he, he climbed the ranks. He was the, in that first draft he went to the brand new, just open Fort Leonard Wood in Springfield, Missouri, uh, and he was out on a date with my mom, who um, uh, on December the seventh, oh. when Pearl Harbor bombed, and he went, "Oh, bad news! I'm going to go there," and he did. And my he was, goodness. you know, he was gone. He had to be in the war for the whole duration. Yeah. Well, three and a half years yeah. he was gone. Yeah. She said it was a different man who came home from the war. You know, that, that's how they, they talk about those things. Yep. Tough times, but uh, they call it the, the finest generation. Well, you know, he reason. came back just, I mean, you know, he's got the world by the tail. He's got a, and he's got a wife who's, he said, you know, you come home and take care of the children, you know, <laughs> which was not the way of my mother. My mother was one of those. Um, uh, uh, she was she, a doer. She was a powerful person. She, when you, when you, it, she was kind of like Callahoe. When she walked in the room, you know, it, she, she kind of took over a little bit. And, uh, and uh, you know, just kind of a... An interesting, fun-loving, uh, joyous personality, and so <laughs> I so think she I'm, found many outlets. I'm sure she did, and to, she was an artist, enjoy. and so on and so forth. But anyway, the two of them clashed, and I think a lot of baby boomers grew up in a family where uh, it wasn't perfect 
perfectly harmonious. There was a fair amount of headbutting, and um, but you know, you know we we were really it was a, it was a tight family. They stuck with each other the whole time, and they loved each other, and it was good. Life is not perfect, but it can no. be very joyful. Yes, right. there you go. Both. 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 Right. Well, we hope all of you are, have grabbed your cup of coffee now. You're ready to sit down and listen to a good program. <laughs> tomorrow is very exciting for Dr. Holm. Not that today isn't, but tomorrow he does his live broadcast in Sioux Falls of his TV program. He's going to discuss a different approach to pain than surgery or medication. Something other than surgery or medication. We're going to discuss that right after these words. Back to Prairie Doc Radio. Rick Holm is here, ready to answer any questions you might have of a medical okay. nature. I forgot to mention the number. I think most of you know it. 692-1430. Give us a call. We'd love any words you have or any questions you have about medicine. Dr. Holm is really uh, a wealth of knowledge. He certainly knows an awful lot, and if he doesn't, he'll look it up, right? Yeah, that's Absolutely. It. And, and before the break, I did mention your program tomorrow night, and I'm so pleased you're going to have um, Judith, Judith Peterson. Peterson with you. I say, should say Dr. Judith Peterson. She's with in Yankton. Is she still practicing medicine in Yankton? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, okay. And uh, you're going to discuss alternate, pro- approaches. alternate approaches to pain management. Right. So she is a. The, uh, she calls herself a physiologist, or a rehab uh, doctor, uh, and so there's this whole group of people who are not physical therapists, but um, physicians who who uh, oversee all of this uh, management of pain and function. If you if you talk to her, and you'll hear this uh, on tomorrow night's show, uh, she'll be uh, talking about returning people to f- their normal function as much as they can. They lose a leg or an arm or they have a stroke or there's, uh, 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 you know, uh, rehabilitation after a orthopedic surgery or uh, those kinds of it's things. just so many things that take you out of your normal function in this. This uh, is all about bringing you back. And, and so... Um, one of the things that she deals with on a daily basis is, is chronic pain. Now, chronic pain is different than acute pain, and, it, and it is, there's activity in the brain in a different spot entirely. Um, and chronic pain is akin to emotional pain. And so I'd ask you this, Joan uh, and Bob. <laughs> uh, if you have uh, an emotional loss, an emotional pain, how much different is that from people who, who have chronic pain? And how long does it last uh, compared to a person who has, for example, a broken bone? You know, you know when you have acute pain, sometimes mentally I just know it's in a spot. It can be healed and I'll be okay. If you have chronic or emotional pain, you don't know how long it's going to last. And that's one of the tough things, and it is real pain. It hurts. That's the answer, you know. Uh, I, I went, uh, I was at a, a, a dinner party. Well, it was a bunch of guys, and it wasn't a, you know, it was a, we weren't dressed up. <laughs> we, were, we all brought our, our, our steaks to grill and, and had a glass of wine in our hand or a beer. And we're talking uh, uh, about politics and so on and so forth. 
and I was writing an article about chronic pain or pain in general. And I said, okay, let's go around in the room. Tell me the experience you've had where you where there there is the most pain of. Do you get guys to come back after a discussion like this? They he got very quiet, oh. and they all talked. <laughs> I was going to say, they men all don't talk. like talking. Well, but I you mean, got them to, in huh? this group, they're they're pretty yakety. They're okay, all right. And uh, it's interesting. Not one person talked about physical pain. Not one. It was a. There were three divorces, uh, and and those were the top severe pains uh, that those three guys uh, talked about. There were uh, loss of a a parent, loss of a child. I mean, you know, it's it was and emotional those were the losses, chronic emotional pains that they would discuss rather than an acute pain. And so, uh, I think uh, many chronic pains, chronic headaches, uh, chronic back pain, chronic uh, physical pain, is becomes very tied to an emotional something, and you really need to work on that emotional thing, even. And that is not saying it's all in your head. It's real. But what I am saying is you need to work on the emotional side of it if you're going to get anywhere in helping them with the pain. That's one point I'd like to make. And the second point is there's all sorts of other things. One of the most important treatments for chronic pain and, and um, uh, emotional pain, too, is exercise. Um, and and uh, I think a walk a day... Uh, maybe with someone that you can talk with even. A third thing uh, is r- writing. Um, I don't know if you're a writer, Joan. Bob, are you mm. a writer? A little, mm. not a lot. But I just, I have found sometimes it's very helpful. I it, don't write a lot. You, you, well, you are a writer, there's no question. But writing every day is one of the things that uh, a, a back surgeon uh, recommends as a, as a treatment. Bob, what you know? What, what is your take on all of this uh, emotional pain versus physical pain? We all have suffered from emotional pain. All of us have, and sometimes I think physical pain can result in emotional pain. If you have ever laid in your bed at three o'clock in the morning and you feel that just gnawing at your very soul from some pain, someplace that's chronic, it just grinds you down and and it changes you as a person. And I think sometimes you reach a point where you do practically anything and sometimes entertain thoughts that you normally wouldn't to make it go away. That's how deeply that it can affect you. I think there are many and many people that are in the, those spots that you describe. And, that, and that's, a, that's an emotional and a physical place to be. Um, I, my my uh, solution is to uh, roll over, turn on the light, and, and break out the book that I'm reading, which I will, when I feel like, okay, I, I'm really stressed by this, whatever is, is happening, this cancer thing maybe, or my kid, I'm worried about my kids, or those are the two things that, you know, you kind of gnaw, well, just read the book, get off on a whatever it might be, and about page eight, suddenly you're, you're, uh, the book is, drops to the floor and you go, okay. I'm right. out. What page was I? <laughs> Get the page, <laughs> Try to back up, page. put it away, turn off the light, and off, off to to uh, dreamland again. So I, I don't know. I, my, my sense is that we all struggle with these things. All of us, Bob. All of us. And uh, if you don't have uh, ad, uh, adversity in your life, 
you haven't lived long enough. That's about <laughs> yeah. it. Or you've been a, you've had blinders on or something. You're living in a bubble. Right? <laughs> You're living in a bubble. Hey, we're, g- we're going to take a break. I hope none of you are living in a bubble and have lived life to its fullest, all the goods and all the bads, and we will be back right after this word. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. <laughs> so I just, right before she goes to the microphone, I asked her, how do you handle, how do you handle waking up in the middle of the night? Do Joan? you know, I've been very fortunate. I've been a solid sleeper almost my whole life. I've had a couple of times, I can remember Tammy and Sue, uh, Tammy, Sue, and Baker, whatever his name was, the, the, oh, the oh, TV evangelist. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went through a period about 20 years ago where I wasn't sleeping through the night. I'm sure there was a problem, whatever it was. All I remember is I didn't want to wake Ed, so I went downstairs. The only thing on television was Tammy Sue, Jimmy Baker. Jimmy was Baker a, and Tammy oh, Sue. Oh, it was they, horrible. I thought people were, watch this. Yeah. It was terrible. I was just overwhelmed that well, I kept changing. It was the only channel on television because they ran it all night long, I guess. And then I thought, you have to learn how to sleep, lady. So that was not a good time for me. <laughs> but in more, as I get older now, there are more... Uh, TV shows uh, on? No, the no there's more television available. <laughs> but really, if if I just can't get to sleep right away, a book will knock me out. Yeah, you know, I, I do I read. I, yeah. And I enjoy reading so much that I thought you were going to say when you would turn over and start writing. I thought I couldn't imagine writing in the middle of the night. But, but I do. But you read. You, but you I can do write the, in the middle of the night, Well, too. you know, do you, I've got uh, uh, note cards next to my bed and a pen. So you so can write wait, during If the I night. wake up with a dream, it's kind of interesting. I'll do that. <laughs> I was reading uh, a book called Virgil Wonder by uh, a guy named Anger, who is from uh, uh, Minnesota, and he was at the book fair and, and signed my book. And uh, we bought his book because I read his other book. Oh, I can't help you. I've not, not heard of them. Of, I mean, it's, it's but the current one is Virgil Wonder. That's what you're reading. Virgil Wonder, W-A-N-D-E-R. Wonder. Okay. It's a wonderful book. It's uh, it's about, I mean, it's a, it's a um, if you want a novel that teaches you personality, uh, teaches you, uh, 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 gives you a sense of. Uh, it, there's a little magic in it, and uh, it's just enough magic to to lift you up. Uh, it is. It seems like it's um, a, a pr- one of those novels about a small town on uh, near in the Taconite Range along Lake Superior, and the town had is lost and is trying to survive, and he's running a movie theater, and it and oh. uh, I mean it's just in there's loss in the fan and the story in there. Just a nice, sweet novel, huh? It's a really nice, sweet Good. novel. It has, it has thrilling and excitement in it, and 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 uh, mystery in it, and uh, so on and so forth. So anyway, but the, in the middle of the night, I'm reading this, and uh, it just it it moved me to grab the a note card and pen and start writing uh, because I'm going to give a talk uh, in about a week. Uh, to the to the um, funeral directors in the state, uh, state funeral directors association. They're, it's kind of like they they have an organization just like the state medical sure. association. And um, my topic is uh, fearing death is is dangerous to your health. 
<laughs> Good name. You came up with that title on your own, didn't you? I did. Fearing death is dangerous to your health. It is, too. I like it. Yes. It's good. So and you are ready to make some notes. So I made notes book. for that uh, talk, and in fact, that's what I'm going to do. I already, I've, I've got my PowerPoint ready. and You're ready to go, um, ready to give the talk. And so, okay. I mean, I think this, having something to write on the side of your bed okay. so you can write about your dreams, remember them. Well, I know tomorrow when you, when you have the program, you're not going to just talk about the two different pains. You, Judith is going to explain some of her approaches to pain. Yes. And I'm curious to know how that ties in with inflammation. your inflammation because uh, this week in the Brookings Register and in papers throughout the upper Midwest. 90 Dr. papers now. 90 papers now are running Dr. Holmes' column, the Prairie Doc. It's a very interesting column, but this time it's on inflammation. So tell me how that ties in. Well, I mean, most of us, it's a tangent. I'll grant you that. Uh, I, I wrote an article on rubor dolor calor tumor, I bet, 10 or 15 years ago. Uh, the signs of inflammation. Rubor is redness. Dolor is pain. Tumor is swelling. Calor is heat. And those were the characteristics of inflammation. And then there's one that was added by Paracelsus who said loss of function. And that fits in with what Judith is going to talk about. You know, it's the inflammatory process that really makes something. And the classic picture is that of a hand that is red. And that's the story I, I described when I was working with Eberhard Heinrichs in Watertown in 1973. You were just a young kid at the, the time. The summer of 72 or the 73. And uh, I'm in med school. And uh, he showed a woman, a little girl who had juvenile um, arthritis. It's, they used to call it juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. They have a, a, a several other different uh, descriptions of it now. But hot, red, uh, swollen, painful uh, hand that doesn't function anymore. Rubor, dolor, calor, tumor, lo, uh, fun function, fun uh, function. Functionalize, loss of function. And those classic Latin words describe the things that can happen that brings us to uh, being in a rehab unit where you need someone to help you through it. Uh, and uh, uh, rheumatoid arthritis has fabulous treatments now. Uh, you turn off the inflammation. But uh, the, the whole point about the article was that there are times that inflammation is very important. I mean, it's our natural healing process. It walls off an infection. If there is an infection, it makes it into a boil and keeps it from spreading through the tissue uh, most of the time if it catches it, if it's effective enough. And so inflammation is one of those things in our body that's both good and can it be goes bad. goes both ways, right. Very interesting. Well, that, that article was interesting. I love your quoting all the Latin. You'd think you were a Latin scholar. Or a, a, a Catholic priest. <laughs> and one I'm of not. the other. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be none of the other. Okay. Uh, no, I'm not. Well, a, but Judith, I can tell you, the, it, Judith Peterson is our guest for tomorrow night. When I, and I've said this to other people, and I, I said it to her last night when we were talking about where we're going to go with the, the evening. I said, well, Judith, when you open your mouth, flowers come out. I mean, it, you know, <laughs> she speaks with this beautiful uh, uh, 
a linguistic tone that is different than you know, almost anybody. When she's from the East, she went to Harvard. <laughs> she's one of those very eloquent people. Just a lovely who, woman, too. Just she a is, lovely woman. Yes, a lovely woman. And you know the interesting thing? She, she is, uh, and still is, I think, the, the uh, physician for the Pennsylvania Ballet. And she's also the physician for the roller dolls. <laughs> so, so she goes back to Pennsylvania yeah. to help the ballet stars, and she takes care of the roller dolls in South Dakota. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> takes care of them all. Uh, she took um, me to a roller doll derby one time. She was, did. Yeah. You have you ever the, been to a roller dolls? No, I've seen them on television, but I've not, not <laughs> been to them. They, they look pretty wild. They yeah. push them off. Oh, they I mean. shove and they push, and, <laughs> but they seem to love it, so they're happy doing it. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, there's different ways that people can deal with pain, and I know Judith is going to talk about them, but um, one of the questions that will probably come up, and uh, this question came up at a discussion that uh, the local doctor had in Brookings, um, Dr. Mark, Mike, oh, here I go again, I can't Mark, think of his um, name. The uh, orthopedic The orthopedic surgeon? guy. Yes. Yeah, give a talk, and he said, it's important Mayor. to know. Mark Mayer. I cannot get that man's name right. Yes. I don't know. Our Dr. Mark Mayer, Mayer, and he was talking about it, and he just said there are times to have surgery and times not to. Is that something you and Judith will talk talk about as well? How, uh, well, how soon it. you have surgery? I think, you know, you, you have to realize that when people are suffering, you use every tool in your tool bag, as the common colloquialism is, you know, uh, to help them. And sometimes um, you you have a, re- a replacement of their, of their hip, or or but sometimes you just inject it and hope cross your fingers that the whole thing will work uh, out. Um, so uh, there it is. It's a variety of different answers. Uh, you use rehabilitation. You use cool bags and hot bags. You use. Uh, aspirin cream and rubbing and back rubs and physiatry and acupuncture and chiropractic and whatever tool you can use to help them. To relieve the pain. That's right, to right. help them. And, and sometimes it isn't relief of pain. It is your goal should be back to function. Back to function, absolutely. Well, on that, we're going to take our final break. We'll be back right after these words. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. We just have a few minutes remaining. We've been talking about Dr. Holmes' program tomorrow night, which will appear on South Dakota Public Television at 7 o'clock. But it will be done live in front. It's always live, almost always live, but in front of a studio audience this time. I wanted to say that uh, we do have uh, medicine, too. Uh, And I have to also say that people don't realize the power of Tylenol. If you double-blind Tylenol with almost all of the others, the non-steroidals, the narcotics, uh, whatever it might well be, uh, Tylenol is very effective. Why do you think they put Tylenol with the narcotics? You know, when you take Tylenol number three, when you take uh, hydrocodone or uh, oxycodone with Tylenol, why do you think they put it in there? Because they want something that really does work <laughs> with the narcotic because it's more effective than the narcotic almost. And I give, I'm give i a case. When they whacked out a, re, a, a region of my liver because there was a tumor there, 
um, post-operatively. Uh, I, I refused to have, a, you know, they gave me injections of, of narcotic until day two. And then they stopped them. And then they said, what do you want, hydrocodone with acetaminophen, Tylenol? And I said, no, I want just Tylenol. And I had no more, I had no oral and, uh, uh, narcotics after that surgery. It, there was a fair amount of pain. I handled it with Tylenol. And so, I mean, that, we, Tylenol. We underestimate the power of Tylenol. Way, and, and you know what I do? I buy the 325 milligram tablet, and I take two, that's 650. Or I'll take one 500. I, don't, I think you, we overkill, and a smaller dose is more effective. And maybe that's why it's worked for me. The Tylenol has. What about people who take a leave or, or um, any of the others? You know, a leave or you there's know, another one that starts with a, uh, uh, well, whatever, well, not yeah, aspirin. Ibuprofen. Yeah. And, uh, and you don't think they're as effective as Tylenol? I think they're effective, too. But they're the, they have toxicity to the to the kidneys, and uh, they also have uh, toxicity to your GI tract. So, and there's so many people. Tylenol is safer for that. So, I mean, a periodic uh, 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 ibuprofen uh, or naproxen; those are the generic names for those two major non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. Uh, work fine, and they work maybe better on musculoskeletal pain than Tylenol but not much. Okay. And so, so a musculoskeletal fine, but if you're just taking tons every day, alternate with Tylenol or try to not take them sometimes and see where you're at. And I've had some people say Tylenol just doesn't help them at all. Do you think maybe because they only took one of the 325, maybe if they took two at a time, it would make a difference? No, no. I think they're, they're already at 1,000. If oh. they only took 500, they might. And if they stop saying, this doesn't work, this doesn't work, this doesn't work. <laughs> then maybe it would start working. Ah. This could work. And the fact is, it really does work. The physiology, if you double-blind it, is it's as good as almost all of those other medicines. So uh, I just, you know, and it's safer. Uh, I will tell you, if you use it every day, every day, every day, every day, and you stop it, you can have rebound. So you've got to be careful. Oops, looks like we're running out of time. We're running out of time, but we do appreciate uh, this discussion We hope you've appreciated the discussion on chronic pain and acute pain and how to deal with your pain. If you want to know more about dealing with your pain, be sure to watch Dr. Holmes' program tomorrow night at 7 o'clock on South Dakota Public Television. We hope you've enjoyed this program and we'll listen again for Prairie Doc. We're brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Follow Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube for free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library. As always, you can hear and see more from Dr. Holmes online at prairiedoc.org. Thanks, Rick. That's all for this week. Thank you, Joan. And then tomorrow night, we're recording it not at SDSU, but in the studios of SDPB. In uh, Sioux Falls. With a live audience. It'll be really great fun. So I hope you can tune in. Uh, Thanks so much, Joan and Bob. And stay healthy out there, people. 